You are listening to the Pretzel Podcast from Creative Mornings Munich. I am your host, Marko Lindgren. Our guest today talked about the theme Procrastinate on the Creative Mornings Munich virtual event on April 2021. She is a visionary advisor and mentor who bridges the gaps of people and business through conscious leadership, human-to-human communication and creativity. Welcome to the show, Nadine Plochberger. Thank you, Marco. So uh, you talked about the theme procrastinate. Um, let's start that. Uh, what would you say your key message, message of your talk was? The key message. The key message probably was that we are all procrastinators. We might not be all messy in that terms, but I believe we are procrastinating on something in life. And that might be a decision to make, that might be that call, that important call we have to make, that might be to change jobs, that might be, oh, I have to have this conversation with someone, or that might be the, I want to create this art piece or writing this email. So that's that's something which we all do. So we all procrastinators. And um, that's the one key message. And the second key message is that um, I believe, or I wanted to give a different perspective on, on procrastination because I believe that procrastination is a genius and not a curse. It's rather a success enhancer instead of a bad habit. And um, that we are we should trust that feeling and its state of procrastination more because it has what I believe it has power, but we undermine that power and we kind of um kind of finger point at people. I don't know about you, but we kind of finger point at people and calling them lazy and um, unproductive and they're not doing anything with their lives. And um, yeah, and they wonder why they don't get their ass up. <laughs> I mean, finger point on people. And I think that's exactly what we shouldn't do. And um, I wanted to make people feel less alone. Um, and so I shared my story and um, on procrastination. Um, And I think, uh, yeah, people who feel procrastination, uh, procrastination a lot, they are not alone. So there are many, many people who feel the same thing. And um, I notice it's, it's most often the most creative and intelligent people um, who are procrastinators. Yeah. So you, you said that the uh, procrastination enhances in um, people in, in, in what way? Yeah, good question. Um, it, 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 I believe in a way of it shapes our creativity. You know, it allows us to, um, if if you use the time of procrastination um, and allow it to be there and accept it, um, it's, and allow ourselves to breathe and relax through these moments of um, procrastination, we, um, we can find a tremendous creativity and uh, inspiration through those moments. That's why I believe it's a it's an enhancer. But how how do you find the uh, like the balance between like an appropriate amount of procrastination and then delaying things forever? Ah, that's a tough one. <laughs> to be honest, it's a tough one. Yeah, and because you know when people 
um, think they are lazy. Um, I don't believe that. Um, I see, I see two things why people procrastinate. The first thing is they are unmotivated because they don't know their own values. They don't know their vision. They don't know their mission in life. So it's kind of a feeling of purposelessness. And that's why they're not getting up in the morning and flip the duvet and want to be, oh, ex and get excited about the, about the day. And the second part is, um, their vision is so big, um, that they actually are scared, you know, because I don't believe, um, procrastination is a, is a time management problem. I believe strongly it's a coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism, um, because of our, we have fear. I think the root cause of procrastination is fear. So it's, it's not a lack of time management and, and laziness necessarily. I think these are just results of not being able to cope with our emotions and have a certain fear in our bodies. What about your, your personal relationship to procrastination? You, you called at some point that you are a master procrastinator. <laughs> uh, what, is, what about your like a personal level? What does it mean to you? Yeah, yeah. So I call and, you know, I admit I'm a master procrastinator because, um, you know, sometimes um, I call it, it's a feeling of inertia. So procrastination and inertia goes hand in hand with, uh, for me. And uh, for me, it does feel like I'm like a little, like a turtle, you know, I need to take my time and I, I move slowly, but I'm very, very consistent and persistent and have a lot of determination. And where others would probably um, give up already. And um, my personal relationship to procrastination, I'm, I'm contemplating a lot about this and or have been. And I noticed it's a pattern that weaves through my whole life. And especially, especially strong it got when I, when I became self-employed in 2017 or even the year, year before. So in 2016, I decided to um, quit my job and um, took a year off and really wanted to sort out myself because I didn't know what I'm, what I'm good at. I really didn't know what I want to do with my life. I didn't know when I'd be employed. If so, where do I want to be self-employed? Um, so, and, and by taking this time off, I really stepped away and tried to get, gain clarity. I have so many, I've done so many things in my life professionally and in my, in, in my hobbies and so on. And then how can I weave it together and how can I make sense of all of this and moving forward? And so I was, I was not feeling fulfillment and purpose in my previous jobs, in the positions I've been working in. And, and so this year in 2016, I felt in a deep emptiness, you know, in a deep, in a void. I call it a void. And, um, it almost felt like, yeah, I, I felt useless. I felt, whoa, I can't do anything. And, um, and this time I, I really allowed myself to feel all these feelings. And then I realized in this void, in this dark emptiness, how I felt, um, um, you know, when, when I, I really struggled, I almost felt a little bit into, into depression even. Um, so it felt that way. And, um, I felt like, Oh my God, I don't want to get up or I have struggling to, I struggle to get up in the morning. 
um, because I don't know why. It's really no purpose. And 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 as soon as I allowed myself to to flow with those feelings and and accept them, something started to change. So I allowed myself to take breaks. Um, I allowed myself to just being lost and feeling lost and accepted, and I, and I allowed myself. Um, yeah, to have to accept all these feelings, whatever's going on inside of me. And then something started to change after I accepted it. And I started slowly, slowly, slowly to become clarity and the inspiration came back. And um, and then the puzzle pieces in my mind started to come together. Yeah. So it's something which is very, very present. And um, yeah, so I feel it deeply. So and I feel it with everyone who feels it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically by just like not doing things, you give yourself time and space to to find out what you really want to do. Yeah, yeah. I ask myself a lot of questions. You know, I'm a very self-reflective person. And um, I can highly recommend it to anyone because um, if you really sit in the void, in this empty, dark space, uh, quote-unquote, you know, um and asking yourself this question, okay, what is it trying to tell me? What is, what are the, I believe our, our emotions are guiding lights. So I asked myself this question, what are these emotions trying to tell me? Why are they here? And, um, what is the story they have to tell me? And I stopped to suppress them and I really, and I allowed them to come up and, um, and, and be there. And I invited them in, um, to, to sit next to me. <laughs> and I had the conversations with my with my emotions. Um, really, and sometimes you know, take the arm around your about around your fear or about your uh, around your um, frustration um, or tiredness, whatever it is, um, and and really ask, okay, dear feeling, dear frustration, um, dear emptiness, uh, why are you here? Um, why do I feel lost? And really reflect on self and. Yeah, uh, that's that's been very very helpful and important to me. And and you know, I believe in only when we take our pauses, when we start to pause and relax, clarity can come to us. And clarity only can come in stillness. And you know, our our world is so fast; it's a fast pacing world. We are overloaded with information. We are we are gaining, you know, advertisement is everywhere. We are having so much input and input and input. And then we are stuck because there's so many choices available um, where or directions we should go. And it's so many possibilities out there um, which coming yeah, which overflow us. And it's difficult and feeling overwhelming for us where to go you know and for me that that happened to me and, and for me procrastination in my in my i feel it in my body so my body is freezing it's almost like <gasps> i can't move and it's freezing and i feel it in my belly and it doesn't feel well it feels stuck and i yeah i freeze and i can't move and yeah, so I really sat with those those things and said, okay, why is it there? And how can I how can I get myself out of it? And um, yeah, that's uh, that's what shaped my 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 career after that. 
you are a mentor and a creative business designer. What what was your path to end up doing what you're doing now? <laughs> okay, um, it's a long path, so I try to keep it short. Otherwise, we we take the next hour or two. Um, you know, I'm. I call myself, I'm a, I'm a generalist and I'm I'm a proud generalist. So what does it mean? Uh, it means I've done a lot of things in my life. So I kind of had to experiment uh, a lot until I've been just about 30. And I have been worked in, so I, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I studied, started to study fashion design, but I, ne- I didn't complete it. Um, I have been a hairdresser uh, because I wanted to do creative work and it was kind of the substitute of the fashion design and I really enjoyed it. And by doing this uh, creative works with my hands, being a hairdresser, I started to notice that I'm very good in mentoring people and helping people to grow. And I started as well to realize that my that I have really um, some talents and how to manage um a business or to organize things. So I've been, I've not been the, um, um, I've not, I've been kind of a deputy to org, um, for, for the salons, um, I've been working on. And, um, so yeah, and I've been rather an advisor to, to the people who were actually the leaders. I've been the, the person leading behind the leaders, the official leaders, you know? And so that's kind of been, something which interested me. So I started to study um, marketing and communications, um, not even again the direct way, but I, I started um, to, to study that and working in an advertising agency. So um, yeah, and that's how I, I got, how I got into working in three different time zones in USA, EMEA and APEC. And um, yeah, I started to realize I'm very good in project management. I am very good in orchestrating and um, curating different people, projects and so on and so on. And um, working uh, industry independent. And and then I realized, okay, um, um, I moved from Germany to Spain in 2010. Um, because, um, a little backside, because when I, when I used to be, when I was 21, I had an offer to work in Dubai. And I've been, I've been too shy. I haven't been ready, you know, and I always be, I wanted to go in a different country and have some work experience. And, um, and, and I've been, I regretted not to do it. And so I said, okay, I want to do this. And I turned 27. I've been single. I've been happy in my job, but something was missing. So I said, Dear boss, I want to go <laughs> and I'm going to stay in Europe. So I, I moved to Spain and starting in Spain, um, I didn't get a job in an advertising agency because I didn't speak the language, Spanish or Catalan. Um, so I started to work in a, in a British company and they did in, in the IT sector. So I kind of sidestepped, um, uh, into IT. And worked, started to work in business development uh, for 10 months. And after 10 months, already got promoted to team manager, made um, a, a six months um, course in team management, a really tough one. And then worked there for another two years and a half, I think, and um, managed up to um, 12 different projects, up to 30 people at the same time in different countries and languages. And then I got promoted to sales manager. Um, so, yeah. And, and then I noticed, um, <laughs> I've been working for basically two different companies and had five different job titles and I, I burned out. So I just been at the end, just been working, working, working. 
and uh, noticed, hang on a second, I don't have a private life anymore. And I burned out and I, and I realized that can't be the way to success and it can't be the way for me. So yeah, and based on that point, um, that was 2014, I actually, you know, the carpet below my feet got um, got ripped under my feet and um, I lost my my job, I lost my relationship, I lost my friendships, I lost my home, I lost everything, the place I was living. That was a total changing point in my life. And then I made a decision uh, because everything starts with a decision um, to move back to Germany after four years. Um, and yeah, came to Munich and then... Um, yeah, I've been working again in IT, in marketing and sales, but I realized it's not my thing. Um, not that way. And and then I took the year off in 2016 and then to sort myself out. So yeah, that's a short story. <laughs> well, that, that, that that's a lot of stuff in inside the term generalist, I, I would say that really, really wide experience. Uh, what about then your current job? What would you say is the biggest challenge right now uh, you are facing in, in what you're doing now? In what I'm doing now, um, well, yeah. So since I'm officially self-employed since 2017, and then my procrastination game um, hit another level <laughs> because you know um, nobody tells you how to be an entrepreneur. You don't learn that stuff. And so I was confronted not being on the on the employment side, but really flip the switch and see things from an um, from an entrepreneur perspective. And it challenged me a lot. And it took me a long while to understand it. And sometimes I don't. I, 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 there are moments in my life where I still still fail and I need to try. And, uh, there's trial and error, you know. Um, but I realized um, I felt so alone in this, in this entrepreneurial journey and being self-employed. And I felt so much overwhelmed because obviously I needed to do tasks, which I'm not used to. I mean... As I told you the story, I'm used to doing many things at the same time um, and juggling many, many balls around. But that was kind of a different level of um, I've been self-responsible for everything. So there was not a, a monthly income which you kind of, oh, could secure um, your life on. And I felt it procrastination because, yeah, it was overwhelming. Um, and my vision at the beginning wasn't clear. I knew it somehow, but the shape and form was not clear. And, um, and yeah, it felt very, very lonely. And it was a challenge how to get myself out of this and really learn all the practical things and areas that an entrepreneur needs to have and an, or freelancer. And yeah, started to learn and get my ass up and, and learn it because, um, I knew I wanted to give it a, a, a chance. I didn't want to just try out with not my heart in it, you know? I knew this vision came through so strong and I kind of knew uh, one day what it is I want to do. And and after the vision shaped so clearly, I knew that's my path and I want to give it a try and not look back in 20 years and never... Yeah, and thinking, oh, why haven't you at least tried? Because literally, you can go back to be an employer anytime. You know? Yeah, so that's, that's been a huge challenge for me to learn all this stuff and, um, and ask for help. I think, um, at the beginning, I didn't ask for help and thought, oh, I need to do it all by myself. Yeah, exactly. That, that's I think that's that like this kind of a ethos of of uh, self-standing, uh, uh, self-surviving ideal 
uh, and then it's very difficult to like sort of uh, be humble and ask for help when you really need. But actually, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't know. We, we it's it's a it's a thing we don't want to be uh, dependent and rely on others, but. I think that's what our society needs to learn, being vulnerable. And I believe, you know, we are here to walk each other home. That means we are here for each other. We are not here to supposed to do everything by ourselves. It's not a lonely path we should walk. There are a lot of things we have to clear by ourselves and do on in a very individual um, um, way. And it, it is lonely at times, but not every single time. And I would, I would, Uh, advise anyone to ask earlier for help to really ask how you do it it doesn't mean you do it the exact the same way but at least ask for help and advice and see how it resonates i should have done it earlier to be honest (laughs) yeah how could people get in touch with you if they if they want to continue this discussion or maybe get your help with their things um, yeah, so there are a couple of channels. So first of all, my webpage, it's www.imagimo.me. You, you write it I-M-A-G-I-M-O.me. Um, and there you find a contact formula and so on and my, my mobile phone and, um, just reach out. And then obviously I'm on socials like LinkedIn, uh, Nadine Blochberger, just my name. Um, there's more the, Yeah, professional areas, but yeah, what topics I discuss and um, a lot of um, about leadership, um, emotional intelligence I discuss there. Um, I talk about creativity and how the future of business looks like and creative business design and so on. And as well, self-development topics. And um, and then I'm on Instagram. The, the Instagram handle is as well, Imagimo, I-M-A-G-I-M-O. And you can find me on Clubhouse or talk to me directly. <laughs> yeah. Clubhouse is my name or the handle as well, Imagino. And then we are heading to the end of this discussion. So the Pretzel podcast is about creativity and inspiration, uh, just like you. Uh, how, how do you get inspired? How do I get inspired? Oh, there are different ways. Uh, I see nature is one of the greatest inspiration in my life. That means I make sure I regularly take walks in nature. I go to parks. I go to the woods, um, forest, um, whatever's close by. Um, and without headphones, without mobile phone, it, I keep it in my pocket and really absorbing nature and observing what's going on there. I look really up. That's very important. We are used to look down and look at our screens, you know, but I look left and right. I look up in the sky. I look at the trees. Trees have such an immense plants in general and trees have such an immense um, potential to talk to us and give us a healing energy, nature in general. So that's one of my biggest inspiration. A lot of time in nature. The second is, um, you know, I'm an artist as well. So I'm painting and uh, upcycle fashion and I'm writing as well. I'm a creative writer and um, I I look at other people and what they are doing, but I have to catch myself because sometimes um, I feel like, oh, they're, they're better than me and um, yeah, they're, they're, they have much more talent. And, you know, social media is very tricky because... Um, we compare ourselves so easily and then we procrastinate. Uh-huh. I catch myself there. 
I procrastinate because I say, oh, why is it worth doing? Because the others do it much better than myself. So why should I get up and do it anyway? You know, I'm not sure. Maybe you know that feeling. And um, so it's, I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true because it's it's this overloading information flow again. And and so I, I go there consciously look and do a little bit inspiration and and then i say okay switch it off again and then let it i let it absorb and form another idea in myself so that's that's the second part and um and then um the third and favorite part is as well just um being receptive and being receptive really means to be in stillness um be in stillness, just lying on the couch doing really nothing or just sitting there. Um, let my mind wander. Um, let my ideas come. And maybe I write a word or sec a second down, an idea, an inspiration, and then it forms after time. So it's a lot of time and space. I allow myself to do nothing, to become receptive because I believe creativity is, is, um, is giving to us. It's not coming from us internally. It's coming from somewhere else and we channel it. And it needs time and space to be able to do it because we we need to have time to hear it and receive it. So really becoming receptive and allow that in. And the fourth way sometimes is talking to other people. I find people immense inspiration, their stories and um, what they went through. And that sometimes triggers a topic I want to write about, for example. Or um, I see, oh, hang on a second, this person shares the same emotion like I do. They feel the same way. Um, for example, doubt is something. Um, I'm, you know, when you procrastinate, you, you doubt yourself and it's a vicious cycle. Um, then you feel guilty because you procrastinated and then you feel guilty because you doubt yourself and you kind of, you know, it's this vicious cycle going, um, onwards and upwards. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I painted an emotion, self doubt, you know, and it was kind of an inspiration for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the great list. I, I think my favorite was was number number three. I like to do that myself also. Being receptive, quite oh, often. If, you know, <laughs> yes. Marco. If if more people would do this, um, this world would be a much better place. Because you know, I strongly believe we lost our we lost touch with our inherent creativity. And creativity is something. It is a skill which saves our future. And we need urgently more creative people and creativity, true creativity in this world to solve global problems and individual problems. And, um, and uh, the problem I see in our world is that creativity is, um, is kind of mixed uh, with productivity. You know, so we, we, we kind of, yeah, we think if we are, creativity is very productive and it works with a, with a snip of the finger, but it's not. Um, I believe creativity is an inspiration. You can't just switch on. It needs this receptiveness to be able to come whenever it wants. It can't be controlled. It's the source of our being. It's sustaining our future and we need more that I already said it. And you know, if you look historically, it's always have been a creative minority of people who shaped the world in a new direction. And right now we are in a paradigm shift 
we our whole world is changing who hasn't noticed that yet that person must be sleeping i think <laughs> but we are changing and we need this creative people who are self-aware and reflective and are, so, are centered in themselves so they can guide us in the right direction and you know and our whole future and our people who came who come after us or kids who, sh who can live in a in a in a in a beautiful world and uh, not in a corrupt and um, distracted world that's what i believe it is this was the pretzel the creative mornings munich podcast this episode was produced and edited by me mark lindgren at Huime production our music was made by sasha ende the additional sound was made by winnie the mook Send us feedback by email to feedback at thepretzelpodcast.com to find the show notes for this episode, see the talk, and to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>